Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. Uh, we've got Chase Curtis, Alex Ray, and myself here in California with Michael Antonovich, remote at home. And uh, what a weekend in uh, East Rutherford. Michael, are you still wet? Your toes still pruned up? Oh, no, we're good. I uh, I started watching the weather like last Tuesday, Wednesday, and then started seeing like, oh, wow, there's a, there's a chance of rain around 8 o'clock. This is coming. So I found the frog togs jacket and I got the redhead duck boots out and I was good to go. So <laughs> yeah, I was like I the red docks. I was like, up. I was like, where's the red docks at? He's gonna <laughs> yeah. get a muddy. <laughs> Not the cherries. Did Dang. you? Uh, oh, yeah, no, no. Have those your computer are, all taped or your good. your camera all taped up? Baggies and electrical tape. Yeah, I had. Um, you know, I've been we've been doing this so long, and so I've seen like what everybody does. So now that there's those like fitted bags that you take your eyepiece off and you put the hole through that and then you draw string it over the end of the lens mm-hmm. yeah all my stuff stayed good to go so uh we've come a long way from the duct tape and then like scouring trash bags from teams yeah. so it's been good yeah i have i have a full set of rain stuff like hidden at the bottom of my camera case <laughs> yeah um who was it oh uh, Louise's dad, Daniel, he he texted me that picture of the weather coming in. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" Because I I had no idea it was coming. You know? Yeah, but dude, I don't know. I feel like one. <laughs> this is um this is one of the races like or the the weeks after where I wish Anton was here so we could like see his facial expressions and like see actually like his face on like how the night actually went because yeah. like everything was so crazy. From I mean I mean dude, we had a fucking streaker. We yeah. had, well, I don't know, that's what they were calling it, but they had a dude on the track fucking doing belly slides down the, yeah. you know, finish now he line. had his pants on, huh? Yeah, he yeah. had his pants on. But, uh, yeah, that was so good. Just between that and, like, when's the last time we had a rain delay? This was, I want to say this, too. This is actually, this actually was a mud race. Yes, we've always had, like, a lot of rain, like, come in the days before, but Dirtworks has always been so good at covering the track and doing all this. But whenever it happens like this, there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. about it, right? Yeah. I mean, what I think about, like the last mud race um, that I did, actual mud race, um, there's only two really that come to mind. I was thinking about this on the flight home. It was San Diego 19. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were there. Were you there that night? When Lime everybody Gate. got Limegate. Limegate, when everybody got their nuts freaking yeah. fr- burned off. Okay. And then um, Las Vegas 2016. And I was trying to think about which one was worse. And I think Vegas, I think Vegas was worse. Really? Yes. I remember sitting on the gate. Might have been worse. Vegas, yes, dude. I I just remember the whoops. Like I I couldn't get through them. I like I was rolling them like dog paddling. I could not get through them. I couldn't get up the jumps. There was a dragon's back to dragon's back. I think that night, and I I just I don't know. I forgot how to ride a motorcycle. I remember sitting on the gate of Vegas 2016, and the only one not having a freaking umbrella. (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude, it was miserable. That Vegas one was wild because it had been like, what, 85, 90, 95 degrees, just blistering, typical early May in Vegas day. And then out of nowhere, the storm comes through and just flooded out everything. Like, Dude, the pit's flooded. The I mean, 
Mm-hmm. It was up to, uh, yeah, that one was crazy because, like, dude, it was up to your, like, almost up to your knees on the track. And then out in the parking lot and that grass was just as bad. And then, like, we all know how bad Vegas 19 was, too. But this one was wild because it was dry all day. And to get through those heat races and everything like that, um, I think we were like, oh, man, this might not be so bad. The last last couple hours of the afternoon before the night show started, the the timing of when the rain was going to hit kept changing. Like some people's phone said six, some people's phone said nine, this, this, like it was all over the map. And mm-hmm. then um, the red flag in the LCQ for Josh Reese, I'm glad Josh is okay. And then the, the delay of getting that thing going again. And then um, a little bit of track work and then getting everybody loaded up. I mean, I, I don't know what would have happened if the race, if they got yeah, what, everybody going, because yeah, they were getting ready to lightning. go out on the siding lap. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if the lightning would have happened, they'd have red flagged that race, and then who knows how that race would have, have restarted. Mm. Like, if they got three minutes in, had to pull everybody because they would have because of lightning, and then you do a single-file staggered restart in the start straightaway in that mud, like, yeah. that's what the alternative was to them. We we really did get lucky, and you would have seen a lot of bikes get messed up. Uh, I haven't gotten to rewatch the TV broadcast yet. But the hour or so that we were held in the tunnel, they didn't let the bikes go back. Every team did their full mud prep as best they could in that tunnel. So Mm. we're talking like radiator skins, uh, foam, new filters, oil getting drained, new coolant going in, the works. It seems like they would, if they knew the weather was coming, why did they do that before everything started? I heard that like they didn't know what, like, like Anton was saying, they didn't really know what time it was going to hit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of the people, like if, if, um, say it didn't rain, right. A lot of people don't want to ride with like all that foam in their bike, hand guards, all that, you know, extra stuff and extra mm-hmm. weight. And, you know, you have different tires and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Right. So a lot of people, the type of stuff, a lot of people do to their bikes, it's, it's, um, a little bit different, um, feeling than when, like whenever you're riding a bike for dry dirt. And I don't know if you guys got any of these messages, but, I was checking this morning that I've gotten like three or four now that, so the TV slot this, this weekend was a little different and it started like Peacock started broadcasting about 30 minutes before and they did like a little pre-race thing and all that. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of people are like, why didn't you guys just start when TV started and then we could have gotten a dry race. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, hey Anton, I'm sure it'll be in kickstart, but, uh, why would they change coolant? Would they change to a, so like go to a uh, higher concentration water wetter or something? Um, no. So like um, a lot of people, I mean, I don't know which teams use what, obviously, because for sponsorship reasons, right? Um, so like, you know, you have like the Maxima stuff, like the Maxima coolant or everything. And then a lot of people will switch to Evans. Yep. Exactly what anybody said. Evans is the waterless coolant, right? Yep. It's yeah. like a, it's like a thicker, thicker base. It makes the bike run a bit cooler in muddier conditions. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what a lot of people, that was that little white jug. I saw a lot of guys with that in hand, uh, draining out their old stuff and then putting that stuff in. And, and a lot of people, like, they don't like to say it. You know, a lot of people, like, are sponsored by other people, but even yeah. run Hoolin, yeah. uh Evans Coolant, just for that reason, right? A lot of people run it outdoors. Um, I remember, um, yeah, that that's just sort of the thing to do, right? Like, just run Evans Coolant. And then as far as oil, would you switch to, like, a higher viscosity or something? Because mm. higher heat, I would say fair? so. Yeah, hmm. possibly. Hmm. So, uh, 
Michael, did it rain? It rained during the race the whole time, right? Yeah. Because I, I was, was watching only... the reflections on the puddles, and I was like, dude, rainfall. Yeah. Once, it, once it started, so, you know, they pulled everybody off, and then it maybe had been 15 minutes, but it felt like an eternity waiting for something to happen. Like, there had been lightning in the area. There's no joke about that. When they pulled everybody off, I looked at my phone, and the radar that was coming, like, towards the stadium, we were getting the gnarliest, like, red and purple of the cell that was coming in. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going to be gnarly. Like, here we go. And then nothing happened. Uh, and then a couple of us went and stood outside. They wouldn't let us on the floor of the stadium, so we went out to the back, like, the back loading ramp out of the pits. And then, like, little by little, you did start to see lightning flashes. And so every lightning flash was, like, another 15-minute delay. And then, and then the rain did come. And then once the rain came is when, like, the guy ran on the track. And when you knew, like, wow, this is going to be pretty, pretty hectic. And it was a lot of rain because uh, Dirtworks did a great job on the track. They, they knew the rain was coming, and it didn't seem to be, like, the sealed off or anything. I mean, the track had been raced on through the heats and the LCQs and all of that. So for what it was for them not to be able to, like, work it to salvage it before the mud, it was good. Um, once it started raining, it pretty much never stopped. The only time that I would say that it did stop was during the podium for the 450s. Uh, they didn't do a podium for the 250 guys. And then I went and did the media scrum and then ran out to the pits to get a couple more interviews. From the 450 podium until I interviewed Barsha was dry. And then as soon as it was time for me to walk back to the stadium, it started raining as hard as it did again. Mm -hmm. And it never stopped until 7 o'clock the next morning. So we did Jeez. get pretty lucky in that regard. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Could you imagine, like... I almost thought that it stopped raining in the 450 main because that's whenever it got like a little bit more sticky. Maybe it slowed down a bit, but but um, usually it did stop. Oh, it, it did, did stop and slow down. But then it it was dry from like that moment on like the last few laps until I interviewed Barsha, and then it just never stopped again after that. So there was like an hour break. Yeah, so that's why I was wondering. Like whenever I was watching the 450 main, I'm like, the track is getting so much worse so quick, and usually. The track gets worse whenever it stops raining. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever done a mud race or anything like that, like on the East Coast or anything. But if it keeps raining, that's when the track stays a little bit more hard packed um, and good. But once it stops, all the mud like it's starts to, to starts to tack up and it starts to stick to everything, and that's whenever it gets really, really shitty. Mm -hmm. So I, I couldn't believe the way the guys. We're just jumping everything like normal. Yeah, I see. And there's did like you the see puddles in between and everything? Did you guys see um, uh, Max Sans or not Max Sansi's tweet? Uh, R.J. Hampshire's tweet last night, um, mm -mm. or not last night, Saturday night to Pulp and Max. I guess like he had like a question for Max Anstey. He's like, "Hey, so like, how did you know to just jump everything the first lap during the yeah, mud? Like, yeah. like where to go and what to do? Like that took some balls. Yeah, yeah, no sight lap, nothing. And you could tell that like the pre the whoops still had like all the edges and all the ruts in them and everything. But like, props to Anstey, dude. Mm -hmm. It looked like so Anstey. Whenever I watch him ride, you see other people take like different lines. They cut down. They ride lower the berms or something. But I always see him carry momentum around the outsides of the berms. And I feel like that's what he did. He like got a little bit of a lead and he carried his momentum through those first few laps and literally jumped everything. Mm -hmm. And he sort of broke away from those guys a bit and he just started putting in his laps. And yeah, I mean, dude's a, an amazing mud rider. Holy yeah. hell. Yeah. Dude, it's so, amazing. So yeah, we're, we have a group text, the four of us. Yep. <clears throat> before the, the race took off. Like I'm thinking, 
oh, someone different is going to win because mm-hmm. it's a mud race, right? So I naturally went with Shimoda, A, because our eyes are the same, but B, because it rains all the time in Japan, right? Yeah. But after I made that call out on our text, I'm all, wait, Joe never raced in Japan. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. came here when he was little. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then, but uh, Chase calls Voland, Voland and yeah. you called Anstey, right? Yeah. And then as soon as lo and behold, Anstey, I think we we're all like, oh, oh duh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, he gets the whole shot and he's leading. And I'm just like, what up? Yeah, and Voland's in second. Yeah. And I'm all, oh, where's Joe? <laughs> oh, Joe's like, oh. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe had a rough night. But, dude, Voland was ripping that those first yeah. early stages. He was so close he to the podium. He was good in qualifying, too. So close to the podium, man. Yeah. I bet his. Yeah, that was that was Max's best weekend for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So did you guys see, like, you know, everything happened on, like, the last lap whenever RJ came in on Jet, right? But after that, did you guys see how close top seven was Mm -hmm. to each other? I mean, dude, like, McAdoo was – or not McAdoo. uh, Mumford Mumford, was right there, like, in the mix. Yeah. Like, I thought that was cool, too. Mumford popped – or top PC kid, too. Yeah, top PC kid. Like, I I thought that was cool. Yeah, totally. You wouldn't think he'd be that great in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a good outdoor rider, though. Yeah. He's a good totally outdoor rider. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, A Ray, what you said about Max doing all the jumps in the first lap, that's what set the whole 450 main apart, too, because uh, top three guys were the only ones to do the finish line on the first lap. And mm-hmm. then nobody else did it. And that was 10 seconds. You know, mm-hmm. that had to be. And then they did the triples, too. And so once that happens, I mean, that's what set. Cooper or not Cooper, Justin, Ken, Eli, and Benny. Benny Bloss was right there, didn't do yeah. it, and then you can see the whole separation from the pack from there on. Guys started doing it after that, but for the top three to send it on the finish line, the first three or four laps, that was really like. Dude, the I, I just came here without a sight lap, right? Just like without a sight lap, don't know. Just hit it like. about thirty percent harder. So there had to have been a lot of uh, hit it about like Nick Des did in practice. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Enjoying the ride. What <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, dude, I don't know who had a worse day, him or Jordan Smith. <laughs> Pretty close. Dude, Pretty holy close. shit. Did you see Jordan Smith's crash in the main too? Which one? Dude, he just wadded up. Like he he like cuz they panned back to Anstey. They're like, "Oh, Anstey had a close one, but it was just dodging Jordan Smith just into the bales." <laughs> Poor guy had a rough night, man. Uh. I, mean, I feel for him, but, dude, two big ones in practice. Mm-hmm. Golly. Man. A lot of, like, so much stuff happened. Dude, I feel like it was two separate races with the yeah, long right? break and then, like, really two tracks we saw, right? There's so much chaos, so much stuff happened in qualifying alone. It's like we watched two total different events. <laughs> dude, and, like, the track was very tricky in practice, too, you know, like, with yeah. the ruts, the way the track broke down and how slick it was, which is weird, right? Like... On the straightaways, the track was super hard packed and super slick, but like all the yeah. jumps were just mush. Yeah, it's like this is the first Saturday I haven't been like glued to the TV on my computer typing. Dude, I've I, seen that I seven road at Paris. Oh, you did until like second qualifiers, and I'm like, dude, of course everything's happening wrong. Dude, on my <laughs> dude I seen the dude who was like seven foot one. Yeah, eat shit going down the straightaway. I'm like, that guy's tall. What's going on here? What did he do? Drag his feet or something? No, he like grabbed a handful of front brake and then like <laughs> his front end washed out and then it caught and then his feet flew off and then he was supermaning and then just buried himself into the turn. Okay, so you were in New York. Mm-hmm. Were you watching the race in a bar or something? Uh, okay, so we watched 
qualifying from the Airbnb while we we're um, you know drinking probably about eight eleven high noons and beers <laughs> and then uh, yeah we went out to the bar and like everybody wanted to watch the race right so like Sam literally she's like I want to watch it too but she had it like on her forehead she's just like <laughs> you know like just watching the race because we all wanted to watch it because there was a rain delay and we're like we we want to go to the bar yeah so uh, did you get the bar to turn it on no they had the hockey game on. Shit. They had yeah. the hockey game on. And I don't think they had the channel too, which is weird. Ah. So you guys are watching on your phone. Yeah, we're just watching on the phone. Yeah. And yeah. we're just getting texts, like updates and stuff. And then I rewatched it yesterday. Mm. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Super crazy. Hey, for the replay, what do they do? Do they just clip trim out the hour and a half? No. It's just in there. No, it's in there because they replayed the Atlanta. Again. Oh wow. They pl- they replayed pretty much Atlanta through that hour and a half like updates on that and then they would pan back to just like the stadium just being empty and raining and everything yeah so so during that delay anton you guys had to go in the tunnels where did the fans go yeah the fans went up into the uh like the mezzanine corridors so like where all the concession stands and stuff like that mm-hmm. is and so they put a big um put a big screen up and it said everybody had to you know evacuate the seats and that they just needed to go in the tunnels and on the um like the walkways and stuff like that. And then to even use like the mobility ramps for more space if they needed to. Mm-hmm. And that like, they keep them updated and stuff. And then like little by little, you could tell people were getting a, a little frustrated. And then once the rain started, they're like, Oh, okay, this is for real. Like, let's go. Huh? We're going to be waiting here. <laughs> um, so we all were waiting in the tunnel and that was fun because you got to see all the two fifty guys stayed there. Nobody left because they didn't know how long until they were going to get, pulled back in Mm -hmm. and they couldn't take their bikes away because they had already brought them down to the starting line Mm. so that was a fun little dynamic because it was like a nice 45 minute bench racing session with guys like there was um for the security guards and the stadium workers that work there there's like three vending machines like a pepsi machine a water machine and like a snack machine and dudes were like shaking down their mechanics for money to buy like the, (laughs) the big bars and like the power bars out of the thing just so they could like keep munching on something Mm -hmm. but then uh when it finally was time to go um and they did like there was even alerts that came on your phone from the stadium like in the emergency broadcast system like you have to leave your seat like this is no questions asked but then once they finally did get everything going again there were some fans that left like for sure but the ones that stuck it out the ones that went and got ponchos Mm -hmm. dude it sounded like it was a sold out stadium when they said they were going racing again because you heard every single person in that place cheer and that was like goosebumps feeling because that is sick like that 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 then like you're like oh shit we are about to see this go down and like the people that waited this out are as hardcore as it comes and we're gonna see something crazy and then as soon as they went all hydroplaning across the um the water for the 250 start like huge cheer then too those people that stayed are are hardcore into it and that was like probably the highlight of the weekend for real i wonder how much the stadium was selling the ponchos for 25 <laughs> bucks dude yeah i know right 25 Holy bucks cow. for a little piece of plastic yeah you do some waste management guy with a roll of uh, trash bags like five dollars a rip yeah. <laughs> yeah. man i it's almost like it would have been cool if during the delay lightning hit like the leader towers. I mean, so like, yeah, there was, there was some Instagram videos of like people like around the stadium, just like posting videos of the sky and like the lightning coming through and stuff. I did. I did see some of that. Yeah. yeah. Like how was the panic in the, like, I don't know, whenever I think about a mud race and I feel like this rain delay and everything like that, I feel like I just feel for the mechanics. Right. 
they got a lot of work to do you know and the goggle guys yeah the mechanics the goggle guys like pretty much everyone um you know i feel like everyone in that tunnel was kind of at a scramble because they didn't really know how how long that they had right Mm -hmm. it was changing by the minute it seemed like and it seemed like the updates came in like uh, like the delays came in 15 set or 15 minute increments. Like, okay, you got another 15. Okay. We're going another 15. We're going another 15. And then once they gave them maybe like a 15, maybe 20 minute, uh, heads up, like, Hey, we are going to load the gate at 10 25 and we're going to go out at 10 30. Like that's the plan. And once they told them that you could really tell the intensity of the work stepped up, like guys were working and it was a full, like all hands on deck. But once you knew I have, this cutoff, it got really intense then. Mm-hmm. So during the uh, during the delay, you know, you said you got to chum around with a bunch of the riders. Did you talk to Anstey before the race? Was he just pumped? No, not really. I didn't. I like talked to a couple of the riders, but then I was more talking to the team guys because some of the riders like did disappear. Some of them were trying to find like, hey, I'm gonna uh, take a golf cart and sit down on it. And then just like watch on my phone what's going on. Some guys stayed really focused. Some other guys like were just joking around. So it kind of depended who you were around, mm-hmm. you know. And then I had to go back to the other side of the photo den to grab a couple things. And then by the time I got back to that, there was only maybe like 10 minutes left. And then it was time to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was fun, though. Like it was cool just to, to see everybody, to talk everybody, to see what they were doing. Um, like jet and hunter were sitting there and then the alpine stars like medical utv was there and so like hunter found a folding chair and he was sitting down next to that and then jet's trying to take down the lift gate so he can sit on the medical chair on the back like next to the backboard stretcher and i'm like wow dude that's probably the only time he'll ever want to sit on that chair like that's (laughs) but uh yeah that's that was fun um you know but like we've had I know it's not happened in Supercross, but we've had lightning delays and stuff like that before. Like, I remember everybody huddling under the AMA rig at Millville in 19 of like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how the day's going to go. It is because of lightning and just like the hurry up, wait attitude that came from that. And mm-hmm. there was a little bit of that this weekend. But, um, dude, there were, I- I'm surprised that there were so many people wondering if they were going to cancel it or not. And like, no, they're not. Like, they can't. They can't cancel it. They're not going to come back. Tomorrow. Come back like, the next day. <laughs> they're doing this shit. Like, mm-hmm. you're here. They're doing it. Why would you want to wait any longer? Just get it over with. Yeah. Did you see in the uh, delay when they uh, when they interviewed the Lawrence brothers? Yeah, with Blair. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching it, and Hunter had his jersey untucked and his pants unzipped. And I, my wife goes, his balls are out. Like, you know, his underwear. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, right when she says that, you see Hunter get kind of, he's going, he's trying <laughs> to pull his jersey down and stuff. It was kind of like, I mean, you know, when we're at the track where you finish riding, yeah, you zip that's, your pants that's the first thing you do. But, Let that uh, gut hang. I think he kind of realized I'm on TV and my, <laughs> and my balls are out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the, uh, the whole thing was crazy. I mean, I was just thinking about Anton there fucking up his cameras and everything in the rain. I know. Yeah, no, that's cool. crazy. Yeah, like, I was definitely, I was definitely thinking about that, but like, I don't know. It, it gets to the point now where you're just, we've done it quite a few times mm-hmm. and like knock on wood, you know, but like you just try not to stand anywhere where you know you're going to get splashed too bad. 
Yeah, try to have like a shop towel on you so you can wipe your stuff down. Like all things considered, it was pretty good. I'm glad that I looked at the weather the days that I did uh, and then was like smart enough to be like, yo, dude, I need to take that frog togs thing and uh, my my like mud shoes. Otherwise, I'd have been screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Barsha was doing that, when he was like standing on the ground and doing a donut with his bike around him. Yeah. Was he just roosting this shit out of people? <laughs> oh my gosh. And and like on the broadcast, you see Coop like ride by and yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, just, yeah. Try, I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Because the flaggers directed him by it. Like I saw a bunch of people that were like, oh yeah, Cooper can't even let anybody else win. And it's like, no dude, the officials like directed him into the middle of the burnout celebration and oh. nobody understood that that's what was going on. Oh my gosh. Terrible. Yeah. Dude, I mean, there was some breakout rides, I feel like, this weekend, too, though. Dude, McElrath got sixth. Yeah. Moran's got eighth. No, seventh. Seventh? Moran's yeah. got seventh. I think, uh, was where did uh, Fred Fred get? Freddie Norn? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He was tenth? ahead of McElrath I think it was 10th. Yeah. Ninth or 10th. Yeah, yeah, he was up there for a while, and then he started fading back towards the last What happened to Benny? Oh, he crashed. Goggles. Go- oh, yeah, goggles. Oh, yeah, he was in fourth and stopped for, go- yeah, stop for goggles. F- yeah, fourth for yeah. whatever. Um. Shoot, who else? He pulled no. his goggles by like the second lap. What yeah. I seen, which was cool, there was not a lot of um, not mean? a lot of DNFs, which was cool for me. I mean, like that just goes to show like how well the bikes are built nowadays. Yeah, and like everyone's like, oh, Barsha needs to save his bike. Needs to heat, dude. I mean, it, <laughs> I'll say this too: that wasn't you know what you said, Ray, about the mud, because I completely agree that it um, when it was raining during the race and it stayed like the slimy stuff and it just kept melting away. That wasn't as bad. Uh, and then in the 450 main, when it did stop raining for a bit and it did start tacking up again, wherever they got that dirt from, it must have been some like straight river bottom stuff because <laughs> it had so much rock in it. It like, didn't stick, yeah. It didn't stick. I think, that, honestly, that as shitty as that dirt was, that almost might have been a good thing because I think it was like 40% rock out there anyway. Yeah, so... so- right through. Roxon had to ditch his goggles. Is that what happened to his eye? He got hit by a rock, or was it because he, he cased the finish line? He said, "Yeah, he said he cased the finish line, and all the sweat, and all the sweat went into yeah, the sweat went down." Okay, yeah. well, no, yeah. whatever he was saying on the sta- on the on the podium is like, I one of his eyes was like yeah. swelled up. I didn't know if he had gotten hit by a rock or, or what that was. Packed with mud. He, yeah, he definitely got mud in him because the Alpine Stars guys uh, had saline solution and were rinsing his eyes out as soon as he finished. Oh, okay. Does Fox have a film system? Yeah. Did uh how many guys did you see ditch your goggles? A lot. Really? Honest, uh I feel like I feel like on the TV it, it seemed like seemed like all the, the stock guys. Cuz like all the I saw, you I know, Instagram and stuff. Instagram uh like Carson, you know, his post photos. Uh-huh. His face is all muddy, but his eyes are clean and Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say a lot of guys actually did keep their goggles. Like, Jet ditched his on the last lap, which is probably smart. So then he had, like, clear plan of attack. And he had been, like, picking his way through traffic and all of that. Benny ditched his early. Super surprised by that because then that kind of set the tempo for the rest of his moto. Because then, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was fourth with those dudes. Yeah. And was, was had a good chance for a breakaway, but then did have to make that pit stop. And then that changed his whole race. And then Ken's deal. And I would say that... Those three were probably the three biggest ones to like implicate things, like change everything. But I don't, I don't really think a lot of other guys like straight up pulled in. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Benny pulled in. 
He had to get new goggles. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. he did finish with a different set on. Oh wow. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, no, and I want to just touch on the 450 class because I was watching, and uh, one thing that stuck out to me, I know I know Roxon was skimming him early, but he went back to jumping, and he even mentioned, you know, like he wished he would have kept skimming on the podium, but uh, Barsha, the whole main event, skimming those whoops, I cannot tell you how hard that is to do. Yeah. He's Dude, so like, good at being loose. And, like, did you guys see, like, they whenever they panned, like, the camera to overhead the overhead the whoops mm-hmm. whenever Roxon had crashed? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> like up. imagine skimming that, just having the commitment. I mean, he was, I think he was just out there having fun. I don't think like, I mean, I think he was just loving it. Mm-hmm. That's just typical Bam Bam, like just going out there in the shittiest conditions and just loving life and just holding his bike wide open and doing weird stuff. He was stuff. going through so fast through the whoops that he almost didn't slow down enough to hit the left-hander after it a couple Dude, times, right? Ripping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody but, had some close calls, right? But I mean, yeah. I feel like he looked the most in control. Out in of con- control. like <laughs> he looked like the most comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. When he was getting ready to make the pass for the lead, and they're in traffic, and they're cutting back and forth across the start straightaway, oh my gosh! He, like I'm standing right there, and you can just watch him riding way faster than everybody else like and that's very apparent but the back end is just skating everywhere and he is he's finding lines that nobody else has and then he's at the last second when he sees where everybody's going to go he'll make that split second decision and then go the opposite and find even faster time and you're just like wow dude that was fun to watch him it was fun to watch Eli ride in the mud too because um you know we really don't see that and he was really really hammering down and then Kenny was super methodical and technical, like he always is. But I, dude, nobody had anything for Bam on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think that he knew like this is my chance to win. He even said it in How Was Your Weekend. He was born down the street. Like, there's a race to win. That's the one for him. Yeah. Hey, so uh, Eli eating crap. That was pretty much like the talk of the day, yeah, right? Yeah. So like yeah. he eats crap and then comes back and barely rides the last qualifying session, turns in a couple fast laps to, what, he gets seventh or eighth or eighth, something? Eighth, yeah, I think. But I'm, you know, as a, as a fan watching, I'm like, damn, it's going to end like this, right? Yep. And then they're saying it's Charlie Horse. So I'm thinking it's just, they're just downplaying it, right? Like he's fucked up. And, and they're just saying it's a Charlie Horse. Maybe it was just a Charlie Horse? Because, I mean, yeah. tell me about this, right? In these conditions, the bike's heavier, you're dabbing more. If he hurt his leg... It's way worse to be in a mud race, right? Yeah. Even though the speeds, in theory, people think are the slower, but they didn't look slower. No. Was it just a Charlie horse then? Because, I mean, he ripped I him, believe man. so. And, and too, like, uh, whenever you go over the bars like that, a lot of people don't think that, like, the bar, the stuff on the bars is, like, that sharp. Dude, but, it hits you. Well, it hits you, and it could hit. So, I have, um, you know, like, a quad muscle right here? Mm. A couple of years ago, I, I it's happened to me twice. So I had um, one of the things on the bars hit me in the quad muscle. Between the knee brace and the knee cup. Yeah, between the knee brace and the knee cup. And I like ruptured like my, my quad muscle right here. Now it's like dead. Mm. So like I feel like, it, and whenever you hit that, dude, it's so painful. Yeah. So painful. But I was able to race like that that night. Um, but yeah, I, I thought maybe it would be something like that or like a Charlie horse. Because dude, he ate crap right yeah. there. And, and like whenever I seen him crash, I'm like, oh man, like. Is his shoulder is okay? Like he hit his head pretty hard. Yeah, you know I think that's what he did. I think he just went back to the motorhome and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna take this easy and then just get ready for the night." You know, 
but that was just that was just like a almost like a brain fart on his on his mm-hmm. part right like that that type of stuff doesn't happen to Eli. Did he did he jump too far into the face of that thing? Yeah, there was like a G out um right there I guess um is what I had heard. There was like a G out and he kind of landed a little bit late in that transition and front end kind of hit it. And he runs his forks really soft. So mm-hmm. like whenever like Ricky was saying on the broadcast like it looked like his forks bottom. Yeah, man, I don't yeah, it, it just blew his hand off. Yeah. Sucks. Okay, so what do you guys think happened to Coop then? I just think that he had a bad night. 52s uh, I, were back. Yeah, so 52s were back. Um, I, I guess he did some back-to-back testing this week. Um, and I guess he just he just went with the 52s. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's worked, you know, so far. I don't know why. You know, maybe, you know, the 48 mil stuff just got approved for him to try. So he tried it and liked it. But I don't know why he would be changing his bike now with, you know, this, uh, in, this late in the season, which – I, I mean, I understand like the the searching part and always wanted to get better. So I mean, I get that. Maybe maybe he's just still not happy with the button, with the new bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still it's still early for this this gen of motorcycle too. I mean, it's an all new bike. Um, so I I don't know. Maybe he's still searching. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that Cooper's stature was probably all that good. Yeah, he needed about <laughs> he need he needed some more legs in those whoops, man. I was I was yeah. feeling for him. He was he was that, that turn after the whoops was a hard one for him to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like lap after lap because you know you have to go through the whoops and and you're going through that, but then you're trying to hit that turn and it's fucked up. Like it's it's terrible because there's so many different lines and then as we've talked about, it's changing as the track's drying out and then he's trying to just get it to turn and he doesn't have the balance, the leverage. I don't think other guys had. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could. I, I know that we've said that like people have been mixed on how Cooper's mud riding skills are. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, you go back and you watch one of those Salt Lake races in 2020 Dude. and him and Eli lap up to like what fourth place yeah. and just the way that Saturday night went. Um, he got lapped. He got lapped, you know, and, and he, that I race of, was, I was in that race. That race was a bit drier. That, that, that the, the Salt Lake race was a bit drier. Like you could yeah. like, yeah, it was sketchy, but it, you know, they had the tarps on it and everything mm-hmm. like that that day. So, like, yeah, that was weird. Um, it was faster than Eli was in practice, but then Eli's, like, whole situation, uh, you're kind of like, huh, how's this going to go? But, I mean, Don, exactly what you said. When Eli crashed and when he, they showed it on the big screen, him literally stumbling up the tunnel, I'm like, oh, he's done, dude. Like, this mm-hmm. is terrible. Like, he's definitely jacked up. Like, to see him, like, pretty much fall over into uh, a little – like pallet or something that they had there. I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. But then all the excitement was back up for him to come out for that second session. He did. Yeah. Like you said, a handful of laps, like I think it was nine total. Uh, seven were pretty slow. Two were okay. Got him into the night show. So that's all he needed to do to come away. His heat race wasn't really that exciting either to come away with that many points like that. Mm. And dude, if Eli wins this championship, this is, I mean, it's pretty early to say this might be like one of the more impressive ones because of how many times times he's been in like a do or die position. Yeah, and just overcame exactly it. Exactly yeah. what he needs to do, and and it's unbelievable. Like he is a machine right now. Yeah, that's but funny he was definitely feeling it at the end of the night because I asked the star guys, I'm like, hey, like one to ten odds that I'm going to get Eli for an interview, and they're like, no, he's beat up. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah did you did you was there any chance of you getting uh chase sexton i haven't listened to the, any of the no dude stuff. like 
it was pretty light for how was your weekend. I, like, I wasn't surprised or anything like that. I was psyched that I got Ansi because he was waiting for the 250 press conference to start. And I got Barsha because I went out there. Mm-hmm. But Barsha's the only 450 guy I got. Everybody else seemed to dip as quick as they could. And uh, not a lot of 250 guys were there either. Yeah, so I was just... I wanted, I, yeah. I was just sort of curious about what he thought um, about his run-in with Barsha. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't really like a run-in. Like, it was a, I mean, it was a race situation. I would have mm-hmm. done the same thing. But I'd have just, I'm just curious on what he had to say about it, right? I mean, I'm sure he wasn't happy because he was straight up there right away. And I think this was um, a chance for him to close in on, on totally. some more points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, who, uh, <clears throat> Anderson got knocked down by someone early on. Was it Cooper or was it Sexton? No, Anderson, I think, fell in the whoops all on his own. Yeah. Oh, he told me someone took him down. Really? Huh. He did get caught up in something. Yeah. Yeah. He said uh Oh, it was after it was after Barsha took Sexton down. They yeah. were all like there was another guy that went down because of Sexton and then Anderson was almost at that guy and went off and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, he said that. You know, falling down and getting your grip your gloves and grips right. He said it was so hard to hold on. Oh man, I bet. It was terrible. But, uh, yeah, Chase and I rode uh bikes with him yesterday and he said He rode his gravel bike up the skyline. skyline How was yeah. that? It's good. He ripped. Dude. <laughs> dude, he's strong, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and he like, did it's extra. funny because I did a road bike ride with him the other day and it was Oh, hey, they, they were, were talking highly of you. They really? Gave props. Yeah. 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 Dude, A Ray hung in there. Dude, he I was, said I said, Hey man, like you know, um on Lake Loop, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the end like at the far end down here, you can go left and go up the hill up by McVicker. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what they were gonna do. Um like there, I think he's like, hey, like I want to either do like an hour, hour and a half, or no, he said he wanted to do an hour, but like hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, and like, and I and I think that that's what they wanted. To, he's like, do you want to do the hill right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I like I rode up to tickle like on the side, like because I was in the draft. I rode up to tickle. I'm like, hey, dude, if we go up that hill, I'm gonna fucking pop, <laughs> dude. I said I'm gonna pop, dude. I'm back here and I'm fucking I'm. Yeah, but I hung in there. Yeah, no, we're yeah, good. No, they're they're they actually gave you big props. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, dude, I I don't know. I feel like Tickle and I have had some some big, pretty fast like road bike rides. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. Th- that was the first time riding with Jason. Um, but you know, it's funny. He was strong, right? Yeah. yeah. But did you hear how how uh, self deprecating he was at the top, like at the ball? It's like, oh yeah, because I'm so fit. So yeah, like but dude, like, dude, uh, he's yesterday is one of the days I wish like the average audience member could just. Were you guys on see. e? You were there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we were you, filming for Scott. Were you on an e bike or no? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So you <laughs> know, is, oh yeah, 100%. you know, like my e bike is the super light one, the low powered one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we're Chase is on the, the Husky e bike, which is like Mambo power. Mm-hmm. So he would go ahead and then film Jason Ryan towards him, and in between we'd be talking. But at one point, uh, Brock and I stopped because we saw Chase and we let Jason go ahead. And then we took off and Brock's on this hardtail uh, specialized. And dude, I was in turbo on the e-bike. That thing is so light too, by the way. His bicycle is nice, sick. dude. It's but good. But dude, I was in turbo pedaling as hard as I could. And he's just talking he to was, you? No, he was pulling away from me. <laughs> I was like, dude. Dude, yeah. No, he's an animal, man. Yeah. Like, dude, it's crazy. What uh, what were were they like? They were just like sort of cruising up, huh? They weren't go, really going yeah, that hard. We got to the top, and, the, and it was probably like they probably got to the top in what thirty five minutes. Uh, we got uh, forty, I think. Oh, and then yeah. they went to the ball. 
it was 38 minutes to the to the saddle mm-hmm. but then we went to the ball but uh yeah when they were at the ball jason was like i wish he's all today is one of those days i, I want to keep going and go to uh, yeah truck trail indian truck trail dude yeah no i, I mean he's going. A lot of people don't see what he does because yeah. he doesn't really put it out there. But that dude works, man. He yeah. works. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a checking in with the interview while we were riding with my GoPro. <laughs> he was just talking the whole time. Yeah. It was pretty good. But, Crazy. But yeah. He, during that interview, he said that he didn't do the finish line one time. Really? Yeah. I was like, dude, was it gnarly? Like jumping everything with the puddles in between her? He goes, yeah, it was super hairy. He goes, but I didn't do the finish line jump once. Wow. Dude, and Eli was doing it late. Late, late. I think that like he started catching Barsha a little bit there because he was uh, he was jumping the finish line. Gnarly. Yeah, and the finish line it looked like it, there was a rut all the way up the face. So like if you screwed <laughs> that up, like like Roxanne, I mean, I heard he cased the shit out of it. Mm. Yeah. Anton, did you see Roxanne case? I didn't see it. I saw a video of it. Oh. Um, it's a big one. Like mm. he's he's a good 10 feet short like and he's, ooh, 10 feet. Oh, dude. Like he lands, in the face like straight up he lands at the top of the landing like full-on framed it and i wouldn't even be like i don't think going on a limb to say that his back wheel like lands on the upside like coming up the finish line landing like he's that far down <laughs> oh man so um dude, eli eli and barsha a couple times like some of the last times that they hit it, we're talking full Ronnie Mac air wheelies, too. <laughs> mm, full on Nick Dez. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So, um, did you, uh, Anton, did you see uh, Plessinger's crash from practice? No. No, dude. I oh, was standing right there. My. I was right there because. God, uh, bro. Dude. Like, practice. Yeah. First rhythm line, so I'm filming. And he goes by, and I'm like, all right, I'll catch AP on the next lap. And then I'm. I pan over and then you just see an orange bike down and you see all the flaggers running around. And then he was, dude, he was out for most of that, like down for most of that session. So then they had yellow flags going. I seen a video of it. Super long rhythm. Like nobody got it. I only video I saw was, uh, the replay stuff they had from like the big birds. I can dude. I, I got, I, I seen a video of it because one of my friends does the, the dart fish over there at KTM Merrick and, and dude, Whenever I say it was a big one, it was a big one. What did he do? So, like, you know how they were threeing in? Yeah. So, he threw in. He just went, he, like, threed in, but just at an endo and cased it with his front wheel. Oh. And, you know, like, when you case it with your front wheel, you just, like, go in and then just fling off. Mm. Dude, he flung off into, the like, the next jump <coughs> and just, like, smacked on his back. Oh, God. But, I mean, I talked to him, uh, I think, yesterday. I think everything. He's, he got checked out and everything's going to be all right. Dude, he's sore. Yeah, for sure. But I think uh, I think he's gonna be all right. So that's good. Bummer for a lot of people though. I mean, like AC. Um, yeah, dude. He's okay. I guess he just you know hit his head and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, it's a bummer. Bummer for Plessinger because he's mud guy. I know, I know. Even a hey, props to Barsha too for just like you know saying that on yeah, the podium. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have been him, yeah. him and I up here. Yeah, yeah. that's sick. Nice. Um, let's take a uh, quick break. The SV Inventions supports the sport of motocross. With innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on-the-fly adjustable clutch purchases, rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also a distributor of products like ODI grips and the innovative Gate King tailgate adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Motor Race Series and their trackside at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round, and you can apply for support 
at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, what's up guys? It's Malcolm Stewart here. I ride for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, and I've been training harder than ever, and I've been using Guiltless Food Company for my performance on my motorcycle, and it's been doing a phenomenal job. I've been with these guys for the last four years, and I get meals every week, and it's just easy for, for me to come in on a hard day's riding, throw it in the microwave, and my meals are ready to go, and it's fit, ready meals provided for me. You can sign up online and by using guiltlessfoodco.com or go to their local Temecula store and get your meals in person. Set yourself up for an easy win by going to Guiltless Food Co. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing Taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at intensecycles.com a look. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, hey, did you know that Race Tech does more than just suspension? How about that not only does Racetech provide championship-proven engine services to many of the fastest privateers, but also to many factory teams and OEMs who can't disclose it. Racetech provides quality, precision engine services using the best equipment and processes in the industry to build world-class engines that are not ticking time bombs. So a Racetech engine would have survived the East Rutherford Mudfest. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyhow... Man, what did you guys think about R.J. Hampshire dive bombing? I think he had to do something, you know. But, I mean, he was already crashing before, you know. (laughs) But, dude, God. Why why couldn't he get up and – would his bike not start? Uh, I don't think his bike would have – I don't think his bike started. He couldn't get it up at first, and I think there's just a bunch of mud caked in his front wheel or something. I have no no idea. Or either that or his 
lungs were filled with mud from hydroplaning his face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. His face was, oh, dude, crazy. Dude, I was like, I I really was worried on the last couple laps that Jet was going to get Max. Mm -hmm. Because, like, all of us, like, they were like talking about a 10 second lead at one point, right? And at the end, I'm like, wait. Yeah. Wait, because, like, I went close to the TV to see the number of the lead. Then it was like three seconds or something. But uh, yeah, and then was, you see Jet like he have like a goggle issue or something like that. Pulled his yeah. goggles right there at the last minute. Yeah, but I was so stoked to see Max. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. His podium interviews are so great. Yeah, like, I'm dude, the so best good. mud rider in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I feel like he's like the he's kind of like Marv whenever he's on the podium. He gives you a play by play. Yeah, know? totally. Yeah, which is cool. You know. Yeah, no, nah, nice it, it was good to see him. I think he was talking shit about getting his bonus from Yareev or something. Oh, like yeah, that. but he's going to turn him upside down and shake yeah. him, yeah. <laughs> shake his pockets out. Yareev was there, right, Anton? Oh, yeah, 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 Yareev was there. Has oh, he been God. to all of them or just? I no, feel like he wasn't. That's, the first okay. one, that's the first one he's been back to in a while. Did he uh, have a full-on breakdown oh, right there at the podium, I bet? bet. Yeah. Uh, not him. too bad. Not too bad. Uh, he's definitely excited. He's I, I don't think it like set in until like maybe today or, or yesterday. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he really, you know, but. Dude, good for that guy. Though. I mean, look, think about the success he's had in World Supercross. Mm-hmm. And then. He's now, a great guy, I mean, man. He's yeah. Dude, he's one of the nicest guys yeah. ever. So, yeah, props to him, man. No, you know, I. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Like, I, he's a really, really good friend of mine. And, and I don't say this just because he is. But, man, if people saw, like, how that guy really lives to make this thing happen for the team and for so many people here, Honda Australia, whatever, he's about it, dude. Like, there is no – Martin's the same way. I mean, Marty could do whatever he wants in his life right now, and he's running that team down in NTF just like it's his own. I mean, those two dudes really, really deserve it. And it's so cool to see you get these, like, moments of success really when you don't expect them. Like, JB getting on that podium in Houston – like that than being as good as they've been in world supercross obviously aussie supercross are going to be good at but you you know how much your loves it too so that makes it even better yeah 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 no that's good what else is there anything else to cover from the race i mean i'm sure there is uh so a lot of people are are uh, talking about the last time a privateer won wouldn't you classify if you're if you're classifying privateer Anstey like as a privateer would you not classify jb as a privateer when you won at moto concerts yeah yeah right that's the same type of deal right mm-hmm. okay i mean well, i mean the what, lines you, what about blurred. roxon well, well, about... the lines are blurred there because jb does have some factory out of park right yeah but, yeah I don't and i'll tell you that max doesn't no right? what, i mean what about kenny does kenny have factory parts i mean i guess so that's considered the suzuki factory suzuki. Effort. yeah it's yeah. a key effort yeah i don't know hmm. ricky ryan Daytona, <laughs> Ricky Ryan, Daytona, <laughs> with the duct tape number twelves. I have no idea, man. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like we're forgetting about somebody, like in the lights class or something. Yeah. You know, like know like Ryan like, Sipes, no. whenever he was like, whenever Star was like DNA shred sticks or or something like that. You know, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying though. <laughs> shred sticks. <laughs> you remember that though? Like, I yeah, mean, yeah, he yeah. he had some good time, uh, good races there. Um, yeah, like I feel like we're forgetting someone. There's got to be more people. There's no way it's been that long. I don't know. Hey, when's the next break? 
Right. Fucking after October? Salt Lake, yeah. yeah. After Salt Lake, that's Sam's birthday weekend. I gotta go fucking get her. Yeah. Um, because uh, I was thinking about an idea for a podcast that would be fun is for us to make a list beforehand of brands or companies that were really big at one point or are gone now, right? Yeah, that'd be sick. You know, oh, dude, I can I can so raffle many. off about thirty of them. Yeah. So I, I, Spider I think that'd energy. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, dude. Six six one, yeah. one industries. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But um, so you're driving to Tennessee now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna head home. I got some more stuff to to uh, load up. I think I'm gonna load up my GT grade. Oh, um, today they uh they're they're dropping a, a new GT bicycle. Um, I was fortunate enough to get one. Sensor. Uh, yeah, GT sensor. I think it's a STSR one. I forgot. It's one of the S something. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I was fortunate enough to get one last week. So I'm that. super, super happy about what type that. Of bike is it? It's a GT. It's a trail bike. It's well, a trail, yeah. Bike. trail bike. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you're gonna Are you actually going to ride it on? Yeah. Career? Trails? More? Well, yeah. I mean, once I get these pins out of my finger, yeah. right? So that's one of the main reasons I'm, I'm going back to Tennessee um, today. Uh, I, have a, I have an appointment there on Thursday. Um, so I'm going to try and make it there for that. But yeah, I'm just super stoked to my bicycle. So yeah, I got a new GT bicycle. Yeah. Heck um, yeah. Hey, while we're talking about bicycles like this, Don, I didn't know this until yesterday, and you have to get him in the show to do an interview on it. I didn't know that ASV Bob Morales made dyno bicycles. Oh, BMX bikes? Yeah, like, and dyno was the brand mm-hmm. of the 90s. Like, and, and I was reading all this stuff about him yesterday. I had no idea it was the same dude. <laughs> and like to know how big Dino was, I mean, A Ray, you how big was a Dino bicycle with the plastic mag wheels when you were ten years old? Oh, dude, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's was... what I was gonna say. The, the mags. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Do all like the yeah. tricks and shit. Dude, that I have no uh, no BMX like ooh mm. from ooh, my childhood because okay. well, like, then... like I didn't get a BMX bike when I was a kid. My yeah. dad made me a fucking five hundred tricycle. No. He... <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, I That's asked my funny. dad for a BMX bike. That is funny. That is funny. And he took a Schwinn Stingray, and he put YZ60 forks on it, and cut the frame and did some pivot and put a shock in it. So I had like a dual suspension <laughs> Schwinn <laughs> Stingray, and it weighed Jesus. fucking like 85 pounds. My dad has two Schwinn Stingrays in uh, in the garage. They're pretty much like replicas of what he had as a kid. He uh-huh. bought them on fucking eBay or something. Yeah, of course it does. He yeah. has Elsinars. Yeah. You need to bring one of those Elsinars back for the shop. <laughs> Dude, my dad ain't letting one of those things go. <laughs> he might give you like the, uh, I don't know. He ain't letting any of those things go. <laughs> he don't. Dude, he's still got like brand new fenders. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's got everything. What year are they, A-Ray? Um, so he has a first year uh, 73 Honda 125 Elsinore. Uh, with, the silver with the, with the green? Yep, with uh, yellow dots on That's all close. the bolts. Brand new, still has the title, like Jeez. the receipt from when he bought it. It was like seven hundred dollars. Um, yeah, and then he still has some of his old race bikes. Just yeah, from seventy three, he has a seventy four. Um, dude, he's got yeah, he's got an eighty or no, he's got a seventy four Cowie, two fifty two. Um, dude, he's got yeah, I don't know, he's got a lot of stuff in there. If he's got some uh, seventy six one twenty five parts, let me know. I think he has a. Oh yeah, Anton has a. What? Anton a has a home. No, he he's had it for like ten years. Does he want oh, to yeah. sell it's it? In and pieces. It's a zillion pieces. He want to sell it? I'm sure, dude. My dad needs a project. 
If he wants to sell it, my no. dad probably wants a project. No, no, this has got to be me and Big Mike's project together. Got you, but, got uh, you. Yeah, but I, I, I've now found out, like, this was when I was in my whole hell on wheels, uh, canvas boots, you know, like, mm -hmm. hipster shit, and I bought that bike, and I got to ride it one day, and then it sucked something into the engine. And Oh, it actually ran at one point? I thought you bought it in a box. <laughs> no, no, I bought it and it ran. I, I had to race it one day. One very frustrating day. Mm. <laughs> and, uh... Oh. It went into a million pieces after that, but I want to redo it in like, because everybody's redone those bikes. It's hard to find parts. So yeah. if, if Ronnie Ray's got some parts. Let me know. I'll My dad was looking parts. at fenders on eBay. Fenders are going for like a thousand dollars. What the yeah. frick? That's yeah. insane. My dad's got like three of them in a box just sitting there. <clears throat> Damn. <laughs> yeah. So it's freaking crazy, man. Yeah. Every time I go home, I send Don a picture of all of them. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Gold mine in there. Yeah. He's got like XR75s and just like everything, dude. All of it. But loves it. You know what's uh what's popular with the vintage guys is uh they send stuff to W and W does that Cerakoting. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's got kind of bronze. And then he has those he has Excel wheels now that yeah. are like that tea color. Yeah. I know. Like that weird brown like Andy Jefferson had it on his bike. Yeah. I maybe like maybe I I should I should get like one of the 250s and maybe do a build on it and like sort of like should yeah i Race feel like that day in the dirt. yeah like just like make make it all cool and you know maybe put maybe put like some wheels on it, his well, his old race bike has like the um european seat the tall seat on there yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah dude it's freaking crazy he's got yeah. the ori grips on there or whatever the fuck they're called ori yeah yeah those are sick yeah um ching shin tires shut up <laughs> swear <laughs> that's that's the original maxis yeah cst mm -hmm. yeah Hmm. So we have a dilemma. Yeah, we do have a dilemma. You know, we had that private Maxis, Maxis uh, Ride day? test day. They rented Paris for us yeah. on the 16th. I just got an invite from Dunlop. And they're, they're debuting their new MX-33 replacement. Well, luckily there's fucking two of you. Looks like I'm going to Maxis. Because he hates LAC. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I'm gonna have to You'll fly. I'm, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fly out that night because Samantha's birthday is that weekend. Because that's the off weekend. Mm. So you should probably go to Paris too. Then that's closer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he has to. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I have to. Yeah. No, I'm excited, dude. Whenever I tell you guys like these new tires that are coming out from Maxxis, they they really listened to what I had to say, and mm -hmm. uh, and I and I think it paid off. That new front tire, it's a great great production tire. Mm -hmm. Have you even had to switch throughout the year? Uh, <laughs> I put, yeah, no, I've, I think I went through like three fronts. I think I went through like three, three fronts. So, so no, like I'm telling you, like the new front tires, even like their hard pack tire, dude, like I, I could ride with their hard pack tire. I've, I've been riding with their hard pack tire, um, like even on softer conditions like at Paula mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. So these these new tires are, are really good. And I think they're, they're closing the gap for sure. Good. I'm cool. excited about it. All right, well, uh, Motor on, this do weekend we talk again? about our other dilemma? What's that? This weekend. Is it another motor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's... Well, that, that. But, A-Ray, would, uh, would you like to take on some editorial responsibilities? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anton's out. Yeah. His grandma died. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, not going Anton. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Shout out to Erlene. Thanks for uh, always supporting me uh, to I'll... get me to this point. Super bummed. Um, but A Ray, would you like if you're going to be there on Friday? Would you want to do a couple interviews for Yamaha Newsbreak? Of course. 
Of course. The only, only thing I ask, only thing I ask is because I looked at the, the hotel prices is that's going to have to be on, on Don's bill yeah, there. I got you. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll set you up with a Wii transfer so you can just send everything. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to be there, I think, on Saturday, too, because I think uh, some hometown stuff. Uh, I'm going to try and get in well, okay. on the... When are you coming home? I have a flight for Sunday, but if I if the doctor says I can't get my pins out on Thursday, I'm going to have to stay for the next week. Okay. Hmm. Um, I got some things I'll send you with. Okay. But uh, um, other than that, Anything? We raced Elsinore this weekend. Mm -hmm. I did well in one moto. I got smoked in the other. But I have to say, you know, I've been running those W Edge wheels. Yeah. The entry level wheels, which are still better than stock. Yeah. I washed my bike yesterday. Straight in his arrow stall. And, you know, I'm not the smoothest lander. No, the jumps definitely at Elsinore, not. He, jumps no, at especially after guy. freaking Cahia. <laughs> Shout out. Dude. But, uh. But yeah, I'm super impressed with those. Yeah. So we're going to do a product write-up on it. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's going to be a one-week period where there's a swap motor life discount that's greater than normal. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, dude, all I can say is, I don't know, man, just get yourself a six set of wheels. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing that you can you can really put on your bike that really makes a difference. Um, it, it's, it makes life easier on you. Because sometimes, like, on an OEM bike, you know, like these these wheels they get soft you know yeah. and, and uh and yeah you know it's they look freaking sick yeah. and john over w is absolutely amazing i've yet to have a loose spoke on my set of wheels either. that's badass it's pretty cool. and dude like they're like they don't give out their cigarettes it's like the crusty crab like it's like recipe a, <laughs> yeah tony it's tony alessi's whole shot secrets yes yeah. yes all right, uh chase has to get to paula <laughs> yeah. i'm going to Glenn helen you're right. going to tennessee yeah so, uh, guys, thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.